Bible has been around, read, adjusted, and interacted with for literally ages. Greg has read it so you don't have to, and now births into the world, Better Bible. Before we begin, as you will be listening to a retelling of Bible, please note that trigger warnings are in place for racism, xenophobia, violence, sexual assault, rape, child abuse, incest, animal cruelty, and more. Welcome to A Better Bible. Paul and Tim writing this one, right? Classic intros and lots of flattery for the Philippians. They're thankful for knowing these people. They're going to continue to do good work for them, right? If Paul is chained up or not, he longs for them. Whether he's doused in chains or free as a bird, his longing is ceaseless. Paul wants them to be ready and good enough because it's not a Paul letter unless there's some subtle undermining going on. Paul gets ready to talk about, you know, himself. Turns out he is currently in chains and I'm pretty sure this isn't a metaphor. Paul is currently prisoned up big time. He claims for his beliefs. I suspect he was just being a ballant. Most people see this as encouragement. Some people who preach are proper idiots, just trying to fuck with me, says Paul. But who cares if they are talking shit about me, chatting about JC in a smarmy, self-interested way, then at least they're talking about him. No such thing as bad publicity, eh guys? But because of you guys, the Philippians, it's all gonna be cool. To live in Christ is to die for God. And death is amazing. Quite dark, right? He desires death, right? But for selfless reasons, he chooses to continue living. This is the issue with Paul's letters. They seem to really glorify the concept of being dead. They long for death, but Paul does remind them to remember not to be a prick, regardless of what happens to him. You have to suffer, bitches. It's a doctrine of suffering. It's, oh, this fucking book. If you're compassionate at all, be just like me. If you don't want to be a vile prick, copy me. Be humility itself, like me. Be nothing. Be obedient to death. It sounds so sinister, like at any moment, He's going to instruct all his people to drink the Kool-Aid. A lazy comparison, perhaps, but certainly not an inaccurate one. Keep obeying with fear and trembling. Sounds cool, but is horrific, right? Don't piss on about your sufferings. You want to be shiny, don't you? Be happy, like I am. I'm sending Tim over in a bit, and when I send Tim, remember, he is the only one who cares about you. Me and people from me are the only pe are the only people you can really trust. I'll be over as well as soon as I can, but Tim, he's coming over even sooner. I'll send Epaphroditus back to you. He nearly died. Now I'm perfectly aware I'm mispronouncing the name. I'll try it again. Then. Epaphroditus. No, that's not it either. But anyway, whoever it is, he nearly died, and he's getting sent back over, right? I mean, he might already be there now, says Paul. 
getting rid of him will lower my anxiety. Look after him because it was kind of your fault he almost died? If you could have helped me, maybe he wouldn't have nearly died, yeah? Again, more subtle swipes from Paul trying to undermine the Philippians, keep them submissive to him, keep them in his palm. Also, yeah, rejoice! I don't mind repeating myself, and look out for those mutilators of the flesh! Fuck me! That is a call out to any Gentiles that have gone and got circumcised there. If you are circumcised, and a Gentile, you are a mutilator of the flesh, which sounds kind of rad, but I can only suspect it's supposed to be a way to undermine and embarrass. Paul says, we are the circumcision. Right, Paul in many ways is a bootleg Christ, right? But whilst Jesus had quips uh, and little aphorisms like, I am the way, the truth and the life, Paul just goes, We're sir, we are all literally the circumcision. Not as good, is it? It's a brutal, and let's be fair, odd way to uh, distinguish people and to describe them. My flesh right is so much better than others. They may be confident, but I have more reason to be. This is the same Paul who went on about how it's evil to boast. He lists all the ways he is amazing, and then says he now considers all things that have ever existed garbage. Everything is worthless because Jesus and death are all that matter. Red fucking flag, guys. If you disagree with anything I have said, says Paul, that's fine. Maybe God will correct you. I mean, this is a lot. As I write this, right, I'm sat in a coffee shop desperately hoping no one can decipher my childish scrawled handwriting because again all of this sounds like a monster's manifesto if anyone is reading over my shoulders right now don't call the police this isn't me setting myself up to be a headline this is me just reading the book that is the moral guide for various people many are our enemies they are Vile, their minds set on earthly things. We ignore our bodies. Firm up, bitches. Help the women. He lists about four women who are as helpers, right? His gang. He lists them and tells the Philippians to look after them. Be gentle. End times are near. Finally, whatever is true and lovely, think about that. Think of cool times and be excellent to one another. And be concerned for me. We, we are poor. We are deeply concerned. He's fucking after money again, isn't he? The little prick is again going all, I don't need your help. I'll suffer, but don't you worry. I mean, I know you're not evil, and I know you will help me financially. Give me money. Giving me money makes my God look after you. Anyway, hugs and kisses. Speak soon. Love, Paul. There we go. Another death-glorifying letter, which ends essentially just asking for money. <sighs> well, I'll see you next time. Same God channel, same God time. Congratulations on listening to this episode of Better Bible. Start a club and share your favorite moments. Tell your loved ones we're here. 
and we will save you. Greg bless. That's really stupid. Stupid. <laughs>